This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics, the leader in premium, consistent, and affordable CBD products. So happy to have them as a sponsor of this podcast because for me and many other people, their CBD oils work. And what's cool about Applied Botanics is that their CBD isn't one size fits all. They have five different products, comfort, focus, recovery, tranquility, and vitality that are targeted to certain health issues like stress, sleep, and pain relief. Listeners of this podcast will receive 30% off their first order with code word Project at checkout at AppliedBotanics.com. And that's on top of their already low price, which is nearly half the price of other brands because they feel that using CBD products should not require a payment plan. Applied Botanics, live happy and healthy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Lawn Care, Landscaping, and Garden Center. I have been using Keller services for over three years now. So again, a service that I use and stand behind. It is a family-owned business who recently expanded to a new location in Exeter, Pennsylvania to provide you with a garden center as well. Let them assist you with landscape design and installation, mulch, rock, plants, trees, mowing, edging, pruning, trimming, you name it. If it's in your lawn, Keller's has you covered. Visit them online on their social media pages for more information. All right. My guest today is the founder of a company that was featured in Esquire, Business Week, Men's Health, New York Times, Modern Stylist, Instinct Magazine, and the Philadelphia Inquirer called Bluebeards Original. Bluebeards Original is a beard care line founded back in 2005 when beard care really wasn't a thing. The goal was to ease beard itch and provide natural effective products that clean and tame even the wildest of beards. We discuss what it's like starting a beard care line when beards weren't that popular, how he navigated the business when beards became so popular that the market for beard care products became oversaturated, and how he persevered and took Blue Beards original from a side hustle to his full-time gig today. We also get into how COVID affected the business, his family, and his overall approach to life in general. And once you listen to the podcast, and hear the dude's story, head over to bluebeardsoriginal.com and grab yourself some of the amazing products that are available. Use code word POPCO at checkout and receive 15% off your order. That's P-O-P-K-O at checkout and you'll save yourself 15%. You can't go wrong. Welcome to the show, Paul Kanievsky, owner of Bluebeards Original. What's up? Hey, how's it going, Johnny? I'm doing well, doing well. It's been a long, t- long time since I've seen you. Yeah, very long time. <laughs> we met, what was it, like 2017, 2016? It was actually 2014. Oh, God. Yeah, it was a long time. I, th- I believe that's when it was, yeah. Uh, I'd put money on that if I, if I had to. I'm not a betting man, but I would, I would put it all on that. 2014 Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Those were always fun. Uh, bit of a, a shit show by the end, but <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you expect when you have thirty thousand people drinking yeah. all day? You know, but uh, there's some good stories from that. Yeah. So, Paul, you are the uh, owner and founder of a company called Bluebeards Original. Yes. 
And you created and founded that in 2005 when beards weren't even like a thing. I mean, they were a thing, but they weren't as popular and well-worn as they are these days. So when I met you at the AC Beer Music Festival, you had a, a stand there. Uh, and I think my friend and I were even um, a cover image on your Facebook page for a while, too. That's how far yeah. back we go. I, you might still be somewhere in there. The photo's in there, but it's not the cover image I checked. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll try and rectify that if I can. Yeah. So, well, thanks for doing this. And it's funny that you reached out to me because like I was, uh, you know, this podcast is essentially uh, focused on music, um, 80% music. And then the rest is kind of, you know, business owners, you know, chefs. I just did a chef the other day and uh, anybody kind of making a positive impact on the, the world around them. And uh, I had actually been meaning to uh, reach out to you because I've always been fascinated about your story. Like I said earlier, you started a, a beard care company when, you know, people were still, you know, clean shaven. Um, I don't think beards became as popular as they are today. I'm not even sure if we're on a, on a decline in popularity, but I think kind of like 2011, 12, 13. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably like yeah, 2016, there was, a lot of competitions. I think they even had a, a TV show where there was a beard competition reality show thing one season. Um, it was pretty, pretty crazy for a little bit there. There was a, it was, I, I don't think that beards are less popular now. I just think maybe they're, I'm not seeing as much of a, like a specific community. If that okay. makes sense. Like there's, there's beard clubs and I know they're still there and that's awesome. And, it, but I, I, I guess like it's just more because it's so accepted, maybe right. we don't notice it as much. That's probably what it is. I, I, I mean, I have, I myself have had a beard, uh, man, I, I don't, my wife doesn't even know me without a beard and right. I've been with her for 13 years. So I want to say like, since like 2006, um, I've shaved it since then. I may have shaved it once. Cause I do have a picture of me with just a mustache and I think I took it to work one day. Uh, but I, I shaved it down just as, as like a, a goatee, but that was one time. And then, um, I've had a beard, uh, ever since then, but, um, so yeah, I mean, you started a, a beard company. So I want to talk to you because I just was just kind of fascinated with the fact that you start you know, a, a small business owner, you, you started something cool, uh, again, in a time that, um, you know, yeah, well, just, yeah, talk about what the, the whole thing behind it was. So it's kind of a cool story. We started in, um, back in, it was a little even before 2005. Um, I was a, uh, law school dropout. Um, I had, uh, gone, we, my, my future wife and I had moved to Pittsburgh. We're from, uh, she's from ocean city, New Jersey. I'm from Bucks County right outside of Philly. And we, uh, I, I went to Duquesne law school, um, which was, probably a bad choice for me. <laughs> it's a Catholic school. I came, my undergrad was NYU, which is a very liberal school. So, uh, I don't know, maybe it just didn't mix fantastically, but, um, and it was just hard. And I, I used to sit in law school classes saying to myself, like, I'd look around the room and I'd be like, am I really going to be working with these people one day? Like, Oh man, that, that does not, appeal to me you know 
So uh, I did my one year and, you know, spent the money on that. That was wasted. And uh, I grew a beard out for the first time uh, after leaving. Uh, just, you know, I was in the apartment. I had a little free time and boom. But as I grew it out, I, it was really itchy. I was dealing with that. And my wife at the time was making all these little like hand creams and different creams and stuff. And she said, you know, I could help you with that. Oh, got like rain coming in here. Um, she said, I can, I can help you with that. I, I, uh, let, let's see what we could do. So she made some formula that was like a leave-in conditioner. It later became what we call beard saver. But, um, cause I, I told her, you know, I'm looking online. There's not any other products out there that like specific, specifically for beards. So we thought about it and we just like invested what little bit of savings we had, which was, I think maybe 15,000, like into the company and like just started trying to sell it. Uh, we made it in the kitchen at first and then we found a local, uh, manufacturer who worked with us with our formula to put it out there. So it was pretty cool. And that's it. You just started making it in your kitchen and now you're. <laughs> well, no, I mean, so the, we make it and then I would go around and, into like the, the local barber shops and there was a food co-op that was the first person place to take it. But it was a really hard sell because unlike today, like if you look up beard products, there's literally like there's dozens of manufacturers who make it. There's do dozens of brands, if not hundreds. I mean, and people making it in their kitchens, people making it and they're just. There, it's kind of ubiquitous. When we did it, I was I was selling an idea, not a brand. I I was trying to just get people like a store to take it seriously, and I was literally laughed at at some places. I would walk into a store and I'd be like, "I've got a beard shampoo for you," you know, you, and they would say beer, and I'd say, "No, no, no, it's beard." Like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, for a guy with like like me with a beard and washing it, he's like, "No one's gonna buy that." And I dealt with that for a couple of years and it was really like, we, we made no money with the business for the, the first couple of years. It was just sort of a little love project. We, we both worked full-time day jobs and uh, we moved back to the Philly area and we kept it going. And then it, I guess like this groundswell for beard started to pop up and it was like a full-time second full-time job during the day we'd work our day jobs at night we were boxing products and and things like that so it's really weird to see how uh just the industry has changed and this isn't just for beards like products but every product i mean when we started my main goal was trying to get it into brick and mortar stores you know that was and now you look today and that's not even a thing you know yeah. It's like completely different way of selling. We used to get into magazines and we'd be excited, like like oh look, someone do it now. Like, I, I, do people read magazines? You know, it's not like it, you're better if like an influencer <laughs> tweets something about you. You know, yeah, for real. I mean, and I I always joked. I mean, this podcast is going to reach a million people, so you're going to be flooded with uh wow, with orders. Fantastic. I <laughs> I wish that was the case. I really I wish that one was, day it might be. Maybe you know? one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. Keep at yeah. it. 
No, but I mean, I will definitely post. I mean, you know, I, I, I still have, we still have like, I think 35 something thousand followers yeah. on Facebook. So, you know. Yeah. So you, you start this business and again, it's like in a time, it, it's, it's kind of funny because at that time it was like, people were like, huh, what? And then you're trying to go into, you said, um, you know, barbershops and, um, at, at that point, barbershops really weren't like as popular then as they are now. Um, right. so, and then you get through all that and then now, you know, beards are, are very popular and you have a million people trying to sling beard products. Yeah. So talk a little bit about like how that kind of played out. Like how did you go from, you know, being something no one wanted to essentially an oversaturated market? Well, that's, that's what I was, that's what I was saying when we start, like even my mentality had to change because when I started, I'm selling the idea that beer products are a thing that people could want. And now I'm selling a brand because you're right. It's an oversaturated market. There's a ton of, I, I don't even know how some people are making any money. I, I, some things I'll see and I, it must come straight from China is all I can figure. <laughs> Cause like, you know, Oh, we're selling you a beard trimmer and scissors and, and a wash and, and it's only $7. And it's like, it's, it's gotta be impossible unless it's coming from straight over there. Yeah. All our stuff is, is still made in the U S and costs have gotten higher. I mean, we, we keep our prices the same, but um, it's definitely different. And like I said, it's not, I, I have had to try and change for a couple of years. It was easy. We were pretty much the only thing and people loved us. And we, we got, ton, you know, a lot of sales through that, but like anything, somebody sees that there's a product out there and a lot of competition comes in. And it's funny. I mean, even some of the, there, there's like a really big brand who had come to us as a private label. They wanted us to private label their beard wash when they first started out. Hmm. And, you know, we, we kind of make everything in small quantities as it is. So it wasn't something we were looking for, but um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like I, I, I don't, I could look for more investors. We've never taken on investors to try and like keep up with these huge giant budgets, but we're sort of scaled to what we are. And I don't, I'm never going to be a, a cabillionaire off of this and that's okay. It's it's a little weird to me that like you start a whole niche industry and then you're not maybe uh, the alpha in it because you know whatever. But uh, I'm I'm at I'm at peace with that. I make good products and the, the the customers we have really appreciate it. And those are like the things that that keep keep you going with a business or even like your podcast probably like you get you get that good feedback and it's like, all right, yeah, I, I'm going to keep grinding with this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was at one point doing uh, two a week and I just kind of got burned out. And then like, so I take a week off here and there and, and I kind of realized like I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah. And I, you know, I am not a liar when I say I, I am a user of yeah. the blue bears brand. Um, I still have, you mentioned, uh, beard saver, have some of that still. Um, and honestly, and I'm not, I'm not going to say this to you 
uh, because you're staring at me across the screen. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it because I genuinely, I, I've tried um, a lot of different brands, whether it's because I like the brand, like Duke Cannon has uh, some stuff out. I like their right. brand uh, as a whole. Um, I've gotten stuff as Christmas gifts from other like my in-laws or even my wife or whatever it might be. So I've tried a variety of different kinds, but I have to say, and I'm not just saying it to you because you're looking at me. I find yours to be the best, especially well, the, the mint, the mint that, that in the shower wash with the beard and the mint smell. It's a very nice way to start the day. <laughs> I appreciate that's good feedback, but um, yeah. And we've never, like, you know, there's some, what we've tried to differentiate is I know some brands put out like 15 different scents, you know, you can smell like leather and cigars or whatever and bourbon, but uh, everything that we've put in there, like that is an, an actual essential uh, mint that's in the product. It's not like a mint fragrance. It's, it's actual, you know, mint that is put in there. And it serves a purpose. It's not just there to smell good. It, it helps with cleansing and everything else. So, um, you know, we've, we've kind of just stayed on that focus, but I appreciate the, uh, the kind words. Yeah. <laughs> and Bluebeards, Bluebeards original. I mean, where did that come from? So again, when we're starting out, like uh, maybe I would have chosen a shorter name if I was doing it nowadays. Uh, you're not thinking, I needed something that if it was on a shelf, like someone would see it and they'd be like, Oh, that looks interesting. Um, so we wanted something that would appeal to everybody. I, I know Bluebeard was a, a nasty pirate who, or somebody who, you know, kept his t dead wives in a, a room that you weren't supposed to go into. But I figured that would be kind of obscure enough that we could use the name like Bluebeard. It blue is a color that could apply to anybody. It's sort of like the Simpsons, you know, they're yellow. It, it just works. Uh, and the pirate theme, we wanted like a skull and something that looked pretty cool. Um, again, you know, it's, it's, uh, it jumps out at you. You just, I just wanted something that somebody would pick up the bottle and look at it at least. And did you do the design for it? Uh, we worked with a designer, um, and we've, we've done a couple tweaks over the years, but, uh, we, we had a pretty much a, a clear set of what we wanted. I'm a terrible artist, so. Okay. It, it wasn't for me, but, uh, but yeah, we definitely had an idea of what we wanted the, the, the logo to look like. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's not, um, common like the rest of them are, you know, everyone just has a, a brand and they say, you know, beer oil or beer, beard wash or whatever it is. So, so yeah, yeah now, now you're doing fun. a brand. Right. It's, it's fun. But and, yeah. Go on, you appeared in, you said before, a bunch of different magazines, uh, Esquire, Business Week, mm -hmm. um, what else? Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, I think the New York Times or New York? Yeah, at some point. Yeah. I mean, how did, how did that all happen? I mean, like, t talk about, I mean, I want to know about how this, this all, like. So that all happened, happened. pretty organically. Um, we didn't, it, a lot of that was unsolicited. It just came to us. The The ironic thing is I later, when we had a little cash, I invested, you know, we, we did get a PR company and that was just pretty much uh, throwing the money into a hole. I mean, it really didn't go anywhere. Uh, and we've 
we've tried SEO companies. I mean, there there's a great great gig if you can get it. We'll promise to raise your your traffic in six months, and if we don't, oh well, we'll, we'll let you out of the contract. That's pretty much what how that operated. So anybody starting a business, I would tell them to be very cautious of any companies. I mean, even reputable ones that to where to put your money. You know, try and do as much yourself if you can. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I mean they always say, and maybe maybe they're better now than they were when you talked to them. I don't know. Um. Because they say, you know, you got to be present and, and uh, on the internet and in people's faces. And, and right. I mean, I, I could imagine that we're going to record this and I'm going to po- post it, you know, whenever it goes up and I'll be inundated with, you know, uh, ads for other beard care companies yeah. without a doubt. So, I mean, yep. I wonder if it's just better now or like, I mean, I'm not a big fan of all that because like, I feel like it's just like annoying. And I, and I think this is possible now these days too, where I think companies can, like if, if you were to serve me an ad and I actually purchased, I would then stop receiving ads from you. Cause that's the biggest gripe I have with the whole thing now is like, all right, you've been in my face for months. I bought yeah. your product and now you're still bothering me. Leave me alone. Yeah. Well, a lot of that though is out of the, the brand's control because if they're doing it on Google, Google's just going to keep hitting you up with that. Uh, if it's if they they've got their money in like a retargeting thing, mm-hmm. um, so once you're clicked into that, and and again, I have I have beard companies that constantly bombard me. I mean, like I get and it's now, and I just noticed this recently, like the emails, it, like if you have a Gmail account, hmm. you might see at the top of your promotions that come in, they're not even people that you've subscribed to. You'll get ads for like, you know, we're having a a beard oil sale from blah, blah, blah. And they're they're paying for that to go in there. It's, it's a little bit like, I don't know, maybe you agree, maybe I'm older, but it's a lot. It's just so much stuff. And I, I wonder if the consumers do reach a saturation point and they just don't want to see it either. Um, it's it's in my opinion it's too much. I mean, it's it's way too much. I mean, I was just looking at cars on the internet, and I'm getting car ads from like every single dealership that's the local, either like even a thirty mile radius. It just, I mean, I guess it's effective, but also, I don't know. It just like you said, and well, you're I mean, in sales, you know, you know the gig. Yeah, know? I mean, but I'm like I'm old school too, like. The fact that a lot of this happened for you like, organically and just kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not like, maybe because I'm just not like uh, as into it as maybe I should be. I, I don't know. But I'm also like, I, I like the simpler times. I think the internet is a blessing and a curse. Uh, I think it might cause more problems than it does good. Um, well, but, no, I, I am totally, I miss the days of like, trying to sell just strictly into a brick and mortar and get that we've we're we've fallen into a trap where like and i know like i have customers that probably just strictly buy from amazon because they're comfortable with that you know Mm -hmm. but isn't that like a crazy thing like amazon has such a share and it's weird well i i i don't know how many times i hear people say oh isn't it a shame i went to the the mall the other day and it's like half the stores are empty oh it's such a shame 
but we all then just go on and, and order online. Like that's the shame. Like it's, yeah, well, I mean, it's convenience, right? It's like, but we're missing that connection with people. We are, we definitely are, but it's like, we're, we're so, if you look at our parents and things like that before us, like they would go to work, they'd do the nine to five, they would come home, they wouldn't be bothered. Um, they wouldn't work after five. A lot of times they, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be, you know, looking at emails on their phones. They would come home and that was it. Like, right. It was just a simpler time. And like now we're so busy. And so we're constantly on the move and on the go. It's like the convenience uh, through Amazon, it's it's exactly that. It's con- it's a convenience which I love, but I also hate because I love guys like you. I you know I spent you know the start of my career was working you know face to face, hand in hand with local business owners. Like right. that's one of the reasons I'm I'm doing this podcast is because I want to not only you know focus on the musicians because I love that, but I also love the 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 grind that people like you have to go through. I love the the passion that's displayed. I, I love all of that. And I love to see, you know, the, the underdog win, I guess you could say too. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, they, I, so it, it's, it, you have a product. Like I feel I'm, I'm, I know I have a good product. I know that people, once they try it, they like it, but it's hard to break through all that noise because there's somebody out there who's spending, I don't know, thousands of dollars a day potentially on, ads those ads that are hitting your your critical mind space you know in your eyes every yeah. time you you click open your your phone but yeah you're right i i miss the simpler times too you make a good point it it used to be when you did go home you were done you right. know like now i mean look you're doing a podcast out of the basement right yeah, <laughs> exactly or i'm working out of the basement and i i'll it's it's a little nerve wracking because I'll sit there on my phone sometimes and I'm doing work in bed. Like, mm-hmm. how is that possible? Like literally 10 minutes before I'm supposed to close my eyes, yeah. and I'm, you know, checking sales or this and that. And, and maybe I'll go to bed feeling great or I won't feel great based on what <laughs> I'm looking at. And, and that's just horrible. Or you wake up and you're like, Oh, this is the great shitty start of the day or it's yeah, a great right. start of the day. Who knows? Like it's just, uh, yeah, like it's right there in your face. I mean, we do have some control over that. We could put the phone away, but it's we're really addicted, fun. man. It's addiction. <laughs> it's addiction. It's real. I can't <laughs> it, go without it's funny. it. Funny, it's you speak about other. I mean, my dad worked. He did insurance sales, and he worked his butt off. I mean, sure, he was in Philly, and he's like the biggest inspiration. To, I mean, he's passed now. Um, he passed about two years ago. I'm but, sorry. You know, it was it was tough. He that was actually the last time I shaved. He was uh, going into hospice, and he he's never liked my beard. So <laughs> I I I you know I was like, fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna shave it for him for once, but uh, and they grow back fast. So yeah, but, I, have, uh, I have to admit really quickly, uh, I thought the company was done because I did see you on social media with a shaved face. I'm like, yeah. Oh no! Maybe Bluebeard's is done. How, how can you have the face of the company without a beard? This isn't, doesn't make any sense. But obviously, uh, that makes sense now. And I, I'm sorry to hear that. But he, uh, yeah, but he was. Um, he's so. I mean, you want to talk about a podcast that my dad. He so he's, he grew up in Philly. Uh, he had parents, but his parents 
didn't have a lot of money, so they put him in an orphanage. And no lie, but kept his older brother at home. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And he lived there for years. And then he finally got out and um, he he was uh, he, he got out, lived with them for a couple of years. But he, by the time he was 14, he was living on his own. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so he lived, he joined the Navy. He tells me because the choice was he had to join the Navy or he was probably going to go to jail for something. <laughs> uh, he does that. And he, I mean, my dad did great. He, he, they asked if anyone could type and he lied and said he could. So he became a yeoman and that he used to like organize card games and everything. He comes back, he joins the Philly police force. Uh, he worked under Frank Rizzo. Oh, and, uh, he was a motorcycle cop. He was a, uh, a vice cop, which he has some crazy stories from then. Yeah. No kidding. Like under, yeah. Getting thrown down a, a thing of stairs. Uh, and then he, his father left him a bar when he died, him and his brother. And they ran that. And then he started his own bar. And this is where his life took a big change. My older brother got leukemia and my father goes and he had like no insurance. So he got a job with Prudential because, and then got an insurance plan through them. And he was really good at selling car insurance and life insurance. And like, I mean, we were never want for anything growing up, uh, thanks to him. But it's just weird the the you know twists and turns people do with with different things. Yeah, I feel like our parents have a lot a lot of uh, better stories than we have. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm my dad used to be like he he didn't even want me to have my own business. He was always like, you should get a good corporate job and stay in there, good benefits. And I get it that because where he came from, mm -hmm. you know, uh, well, and and I did that for a long time. Yeah. You know? Well, a lot of that generation, I don't know how old you are. I'm assuming you're probably close to my age. Uh, but I, I, that, that those, and my parents included, they're like, you got to go to college, you, you know, you go to high school, do well, go to college, do well, land a job, use your brain, you know, you'll do well. Right. And it's like, they didn't talk about, it, or I don't think they understood the massive amounts of debt that would right. you know come with that. And it's worse today than it was, you know, when I was in college 20 years ago now. Um, well, in college, it's like a, it's it's sold to everybody as like the, and it does help. I mean, it's definitely sure. opens doors. But at the same time, you have to certain kids they're just not made for college, and they're they get not. pushed into it, and they get convinced they can do it, and then they come out and they're a hundred thousand dollars in debt. I, I have a neighbor who, their son, went to I think Temple he was at, and he he just failed out and they're, they're like 60 grand in the hole for a year for nothing, for what, you know? Yeah. Jeez. Like, and you know, they, maybe he, that wasn't for him. I always promote, like I went to a community college for a year and a half before mm -hmm. I went to my undergrad school and that worked for me. I, I mean, but you go to community college, you'll see all types. You've got the people who don't want to be there. Like they want to get out as soon as possible and get to a good school. Cause they screwed around in high school like me. <laughs> um, 
And that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to get out of here as soon as possible. I got like in some honor society. It was me and like a bunch of 40 year olds when I was like 18. Cause the older guys, they know they're like, well, they take it seriously. You know, the, the education. Yeah. And then, uh, but a lot of people, they treat it like 13th grade and, and college isn't for them. And, and you could take that money. It, the thing that I always blows my mind is student loan. Yeah. We'll, we'll give that to anybody. It, meanwhile, if that same person wanted to say, open a pizza shop or whatever, they have a, a business idea. They couldn't get a loan for anything. No. And, and that college debt, I mean, that's the only debt that's still like forced to be paid. Even if you die, Yeah, <laughs> I think, or something like that. Or if you like go bankrupt, like you'll still owe that. Like you can't get rid of that. Yeah, the solution isn't to make, and I don't think the solution is to make college free. Like I, I've heard that. I agree. Um, because all that'll do is the colleges will just raise the prices of everything. Sure. You know, because that, that's what's happened. But it's to make the college more affordable. And colleges are so weighed down with, they've got so much like administration mm-hmm. and you go to like Europe and you look at some of their colleges, they don't spend millions of dollars for like a student center. You know, right. they've got like a basic thing, you know, their, their gyms aren't top of the line. Cause what is, um, is college about like a fantastic gym or is it about like, you know, learning and the experiences you get? Oh yeah, exactly. And I think to go with what you're saying, I think COVID is going or has exposed a lot of that. Right. A lot of that just because people are doing, you know, classes and things like that remotely. Because like, I mean, I went to, I went to college like 40 minutes away from my home. So I, uh, I lived at home my first year and I got like an apartment outside of like, not on campus, but like I wanted to have that college like life, right. so to speak. Cause I was like going to, I was going to school and I was leaving school right after I was done with classes to go home to, and work at the grocery store I used to work at. Right. So I wanted to have that kind of like that somewhat college experience but not live on campus because it was a fortune um but it just i don't know i mean what's that worth yeah like what's that well it it yeah i don't know <laughs> well i mean i'm i'm kind of crazy i i think that uh um, that there's something to be said about like so my father was in the service and i think that was their college back that generation they that's where they met other people and and gained their skills and there's i feel like that sometimes gets like the short end but maybe there could be i i think some sort of national service would not be the worst thing for this country like you know well no and i mean it's and i'm not like like, not, and I don't mean like everyone has to join the, the military and shoot guns, like, you know, do forestry service or, you know, inner city uh, redevelopment, working with that. Right. that kind of thing. Just something like maybe before you start college to give you an idea, maybe what you might be good at or not good at. I don't know. I mean, it's a great point. I mean, there's, there's no reason that you should be 18 years old and be forced to figure out the rest of your life at 18. Right. Like, that's silly. I mean, we're different humans now than we were at 18. We're different humans at 25 than we were at 18. Right, right. It's like, well, I mean, it's so silly. Think about what 
but I don't know what you majored in. I mean, I majored in politics, so. <laughs> I, I majored in uh, marketing with a minor in biz ad, but yeah. the thing about my marketing degree is the world of marketing. I mean, there's, uh, I think, yeah. a foundation that still exists, but I mean, yeah, the way it's, like journalism. it's different it than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, if you took journalism 20 years ago, what 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 is relevant that you learned in that class to today? It's completely It's and it, marketing again, exactly. It's you're not, you're not looking for print ads and different things. You're looking for how you're going to run the best, you know, social media campaign you can or whatever. Yeah. And that happened yeah. like I feel like that happened overnight. I feel right. like I mean there was there was MySpace. I thought it was like the most popular social media platform and then Facebook existed. Um, I think even Facebook it was before MySpace, but MySpace was more popular. And then Facebook took off, I think it was like 2009, 2010, I want to say. And it's hasn't slowed down since. Yeah. I mean, those guys have more money and more power than the president of the United States of America. Which is insane. insane. I, I, I'm, you know, we, and it just gets hoarded. It's, yeah. you know. The rich get richer. And, and like, it's, the trickle down did not work. <laughs> no. and, I just, and I'm not mad at Jeff Bezos. I'm not mad at, no, I'm not. but like they but like how much I get mad. You know what? I do get mad though. When I'm reading about these guys who have to like piss in a bucket sure. on the, in the Amazon and they're passing out because there's not enough air conditioners in there. Yes. And when your company is making that much, you should, all your employees should be able to be afforded, you know, a humane workspace and, and treatment and pay. Yeah. That, mean, that should be the job that everyone wants. Like I need to work at Amazon. Like what do I have to do to get there? Like that's yeah, the, what do I have to do to be an Amazon warehouse guy, you know, like or driver or whatever. Right. But instead it's, and nobody blinks like they're like, oh, yeah, that Bezos guy, he really is hoarding a lot. Let me put in another order. And that's fine. Like, you're right. You know. you're right. It's your, we, we as a society too, I think, you know, we just, we kind of operate on what's, you know, what's convenient, whether that's. Yeah. Well, and I, and I use Amazon too. It's, it's fantastic to be able to get something by like Friday, you know, your, your kids having a birthday party on Saturday. Boom. Mm -hmm. It'll be delivered by Friday night. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, so Amazon has is, is uh, overall I appreciate it, but um, I just think again it's weird too. Like, do you remember ever getting deliveries on Sunday? That's insane. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's also awesome. It is, but I feel you know maybe that again is that really necessary? You know, you know it's one of those things. You know, I, I don't think that people should work holidays either, but there yeah. are people who do. And they do it because they need to make money. They need to make and a somebody paycheck. needs to do it. We somebody, wanna, yes, somebody needs to do it. It's want to eat out on on a July fourth, maybe. Yeah. Well, don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then going back to what you're saying about college too, making it more affordable. Like, how are we going to get better as a society? You know, I, I think that's done by making people smarter and educated. Well, and I think it it's done by making people not just forced into what what's going to make them money right away either yeah, you're right i mean we have some of our most brilliant minds become you know wall street guys 
when they could be sur- brilliant surgeons, but yeah. they look at it and they're like, I'm not going to invest that much money and time to, for a payoff that that's going to come way down the line. Um, I mean, there other countries have it right with some things. I mean, like I, I think it's Sweden where the, the cost is cheap to go to college, but, but everybody lives kind of, there's not a big, like nobody's making this huge, huge bucks. It, the median's just more here. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. But, I think but at the same time, it's, it's a confusing thing because one of the things that makes America great is that drive to make money creates innovation and it's what it's what we still have over any country in the world is that we innovate and nobody can innovate like in america americans yeah and i think the idea behind universal basic income was to be able to like so people weren't you know wondering how they're going to pay their mortgage or how they're going to like pay for their groceries and things like that so that they could have time and, and have freedom to explore passions right. and, and, and their love and things like that, as opposed to what you said, like, Oh, well, you know what? I got to make money. So I'm going to go do this and, and, and not find those. Yeah. Those avenues. But I mean, what about you though? I mean, like you, are, are you still working a full-time gig and doing the, the blue beers on the side or are you so about are you killing it? Are you killing it and, and raking in that, that money? And you're like, Oh man, that beard money is just, fucking- <laughs> uh, well, you know what I did? So uh, I guess it was, my son's turning nine. So yeah, it was about eight and a half years ago. I, as I worked for a big corporation and I did contract work, like basically I got people to say they would say nice, agree in, in a contract that they would say nice things about our company, not Bluebeards, the, the corporation. Right. right. Um, it, it wasn't very hard work, but they merged with some other company and they started talking. It, it was a very high stress place though. Like we had one of those managers who would come in and they'd be like, I hear layoffs are coming, you know, it, like you, this was every other week you'd be hearing this. Yeah. And, but we were doing really well with Bluebeards, like I was packing a ton and we didn't have any help with it at that time. So I was, my wife's like, you know, you're going to have to quit that job because I make more than you do. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and we really, uh, y- you don't need to do it, right? Like, it's just, it's too much right now. And I said, well, I, I tried to do it as long as I could. I said, well, you know, they're doing this merger. I said, maybe I can get laid off. Like, and then I can collect some money too. You know, that wouldn't that be great? I've been paying into this. It'd be nice to get some some money back. Sure from some unemployment and so i spent two months trying to get laid off <laughs> like and i would i would go into my office my manager could not stand me by the end of it and i felt bad for her but at the same time she was really she could be tough yeah but i i and she knew like at, at one point there was me and another guy and i knew he he had like a young family and this was like their only income so I said to the, my manager, I said, listen, I, I know that these layoffs you're talking about are coming. If you need to pick one of us on the team, like I will, I'm okay with it. Like you can, you can lay me off. I'm, I'm doing okay. Otherwise I will be all right. And they heard that 
and decided they wanted, they figured like, well, we really don't want him to go then because I, I don't know what it was, but they, they laid off the other guy and they kept me around. I think, I think they wanted to probably lay off two of us, but they figured I would quit mm-hmm. <laughs> beforehand. They're like, Oh, is that what he said? He's, he's got one foot out the door. Right. So for two months, we both made each other miserable until finally I had to quit. Yeah. And that was, that was that. It's amazing how they can do that too. Like, you know, <laughs> what a world. I, I don't, I don't. I... Well, it's done so cold. The companies, if, I always found this funny. If you're leaving your job, they want to give you, they want you to give that at least the two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they fire you, they'll have security right there that same day. Yeah. Right? It's, and I, I mean, I don't know what state that was in. If it was layoff, PA, whatever it be. Yeah. But uh, PA is an at will state. So you can yeah. either, you know, get fired or quit. And it was PA. Yeah. But yeah. And then like, I don't like the idea of, uh, Places like sign making you sign non competes. I would, I get it if like you are like in this high position job where like maybe you're curing cancer or something like that. But yeah. like I was in, I was in radio sales and um, they made me sign a, a non compete. And I was Ew. like, yeah, it was just like, like so they, they, I mean, I'm in sales. Like, I don't, I don't get it, but I mean, I guess like they don't want you to, I mean, maybe back, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago when like maybe you had trade secrets or like, you know, you couldn't, um, I don't know, access people as easy as we can now with, you know, technology. Well, I guess and, they want your, your contacts, you know, your black book. Well, right. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, people aren't stupid. Like if, if I got fired, I can go on, you know, social yeah. media right now and say hey they fired me for x y and z and if people i worked with saw that and was like oh well hell with them i'm gonna not advertise with them anymore right you know whatever like like th- these days i don't think it's as important yeah but i don't i don't agree with like them being able to hold your 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 feet to the fire and not allow you to earn a living for however long it might be well that that's yeah that that's kind of nuts. I didn't know they did that with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be able to like in the, in the industry. So if, if I was, if I was to leave, which I did actually back in January, um, I couldn't, I could not for six months, I could not work for, you know, uh, a management or a sales job for like TV or, you know, newspaper or, or things like that for six months. That's, Really weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when I signed it the first time, when I, when I first went there, because I actually went there, I left, and I came back, and then left again. But <laughs> when I go, first, gonna, Is that where you're going back to? <laughs> no, no, no. I left in January. I, I worked for uh, a screen printing company called Axelrad Screen Printing. Yeah, I, if you need I saw that. Yeah. Need merch, let me know. We'll hook you up. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, but uh, great company. It's a growing company. Um do a lot of cool stuff there. It's a young group. I, I I don't even know who the oldest person in the in the, the building is, but I mean, I, I if they're over fifty, I'd be a surprise. It's young, mm. young crew, and um, it's just it's wild. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's just it's something new. Yeah, yeah, and Which I have known new. New is good. I mean, that's where with with 
with my company, I love it. I love beards, but uh, I, you know, I try and do other things too on the side. You know, you gotta, uh, I love music. I, I write when I can. It, you, you can't stay focused on it. I, I used to wonder like how someone could be an actor or a musician and you read about them and they're like, they're retiring money. Like, like who would retire from it? But, but then you do a job for a while and you say, yeah, I kind of get it. You know? Yeah. And they also have enough money that they could retire. Yeah. <laughs> not <Right>. care. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, but yeah, so I was uh, the first time I said to my boss, I'm like, wait, I can't work in like media and sales is all I know. And they brushed off. They said something like, oh, it's just like whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And I signed away and whatever. <laughs> I'd be and, curious to see how, how hardcore they would have been in trying to uh, enforce that. Because yeah. any kind of enforcement of that costs money, you know, on their end. So Right. It, I don't see it being choice. like worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But Well, hey, it led you to something new. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was just it was one of those weird things like, you know, COVID flipped everyone upside down and for COVID me it was, was crazy. I mean, it was tough for for us too. Our I mean, our, our business we we had like so it was weird. We did well, but then there would be these like supply shortages. So, right. I'd be trying to get bottles for like the product and I I couldn't, you know, and I it, we just wouldn't be able to sell a certain product for a month and that sucks. I mean, when somebody's trying to come in on something. Yeah. And talk a little bit about that because I, I, I assume that, and I don't know the business, but I assume that you, there are rules and regulations you need to, to follow. So whether it's, yeah. you know, ingredients, the labeling, like the bottles, like you don't just wake right. up and say, I'm going to start a, a company and I'll put some yeah, stuff so in a bottle and sell it. Like there's, there's like, probably rules you got to follow. We have to source the bottles so that's one component you have to source the labels unless it's screen printed right on the label which so for the the wash that's right on there but the yeah. other bottle that's that comes so the the mint saber that you have that's a, a label that we get and we get that locally made um uh but that has to go with the manufacturing plant so all these things go over there but yeah they 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 were there was like a run on on like the caps right like we couldn't find caps for yeah. the the savers and you know, people that, understand. and it all it, it's that just like puts a throttle on everything and then because everybody was shipping shipping costs went up and just everything kind of all the costs kind of went up because of this pandemic and it it, it i think it'll rotate back down as things normalize but it's taken a while well everything i mean like the food the chicken the beef the all that stuff i mean we're experiencing um you know prices increase with the uh, ink and even yep. garments like i mean bluebeard's prices have not gone up in ever so <laughs> we pretty much kept them the same price bluebeardsoriginal.com <laughs> but, but like, uh, try and find i, I don't want to be too salesy i See, this kind of stuff makes me nervous. I'm not, uh, I, there's some people love like putting their face on everything and trying to get in front. And you would think I did a little bit of acting in my, in my youth. But oh yeah. 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 I, I, I had a, a couple shots at some like national commercials and things, but back, I, like I said, I went to school for political science, but I had a friend who was an actor 
and I tagged along with him on a couple of auditions and, you know, got some like interest, but, uh, name, name the biggest feature you were ever in. Oh God. I was in no, I was, I've been in no features. I, I've, I've been, I, I've been in like, uh, like, I don't even know what the movies were. I, I remember the, the one I do remember was it was an independent film. And it was uh, about a guy who was supposed to get married, but decided he was gay or something. And it was a scene at a nightclub. And we were all supposed to be dancing. And the director came to me. I'm six foot three and with the red hair. I think after a certain height, the taller you get, the, the worse the dancer you tend to become. <laughs> and, uh, Imagine that, yeah. He came up to me and he's like, you know what? Why don't you just try and lean against this pole here really cool like just just look really cool leaning against the pole <laughs> so that was my well paul um you are in the uh the company of uh, a man who was in sex in the city oh nice very oh, cool. yeah oh yeah speaking role or no no <laughs> i was a background extra uh one of them got married. I was like in the the foyer of a church. Well, I did work. I also worked. I interned at MTV for about a year. And you mean Carson Daly? I did. Uh, and nice. it was the when the TRL was just starting. So it was like uh, there was a couple hosts. And I remember I was. So sometimes they would throw us on as background. But I remember I got to meet Charlize Theron when she was like just starting. Oh, oh yeah and uh different bands but that 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 was that was a fun time that that was when mtv still played music and all you know barely yeah i don't have cable anymore so i don't even know what mtv uh does it just these rotates days. reality shows day and night and movies which is bizarre but yeah that's what <laughs> i mean but i love music too i mean i i interned for uh i do you know the of course you probably heard of jeff buckley yeah. The, so I, after he passed, but I worked for his management company and it was really cool. I got to meet his mother and like I helped translate like liner notes and things for, and I got to see where he wrote all his music. Like he had a notebook and everything. And I was a big fan. So for me, it was, it was a pretty cool gig to have. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you said you're right music? around but i mean a friend of mine we used to back in our youth like play in the basement all the time and record stuff but (laughs) it's it's you know my guitar actually i need to get it fixed i have i have a strat that that could use a a fender american made there you go you get old man you get older kids wife business you know it's so you know that's something i didn't even talk about with the business like the best part of Bluebeards for me has been that it's afforded me. So when I left the, the full-time job, you know, I had a little girl and a, a newborn son and it, we had been paying a nanny to, to like help take care of our kid during sure. the day. And my wife worked out of the house. She was, um, so she could be around. But, you know, you have someone else raise, and I think that kind of sucks. You know, it's, it's hard to not be there for your kids. So, like, n- not have either parent. Yeah. It's tough. 
it's harder for moms too because they have that mom guilt no matter what. Oh yeah, I remember my mom said to my wife, uh, like, she said, "Oh, you're 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 gonna like have to get daycare," and we're like, "Well, yeah, mom, like that's that's kind of how it is nowadays. You have to do that." So uh, when I left the business, the full time job, it afforded me time with my kids to help with that, so they weren't, you know, we would have like some help couple hours a week versus right. you know 40 hours a week so yeah and that was really cool like i you can't you can't put a price on that like just no and i mean the covid fast man i mean I, you're, how old your kids uh, i have one right now he's uh three and a half just turned three and a half on sunday and uh you know one good thing um if anything from covid was i i the job I had, we worked from home for three months and uh, my wife was going um, every other day to work. So we got some uh, quality time together, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, he was always a mama's boy. It still is to this day, but right. like he always said, whatever, like if there was two of us there, it was, I want mom to do this. I want mom to do that. And it just to the point where like, I'm like, dude, like, Mom needs a break. Like she worked all day too. Like the last thing she wants to do is like, get, like I'll give you a bath. I'll put you to bed. Whatever it is, like I'll do it. Um, and not just because I wanted to, but also I wanted to like have my wife like just take a, a breather for a minute, yeah. you know. But I, I think we kind of bonded over the course of that the, the three months there. So well, and that's like I'm so happy things are opened up, and you know, concerts are starting again. I'm going to one in Bethlehem in July, you know. Which one? Uh, Bright Eyes. They're playing okay. the, that Steel Stacks, I think it's called, or, cool. or something. it's near the casino. They haven't played in years in the area, so it should be good. And then we're thinking of taking the kids, because mine are now 8 and uh, 12, to uh, the Dead & Company at, at Hershey. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> I figure that's like a good one, like, it's not gonna be rowdy or anything. Right. I mean, how bad could it be? It's so. like that smell doesn't exist. Like, just <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they'll be all right. It'll be legal before you know it. We've been to Colorado with them. They, yeah. they, they, <laughs> actually, uh, we were we were in Colorado literally like two weeks before this pandemic dropped big time, and I know that we were probably exposed because we took a plane there. Sure. The, the the town we were in had to close after two weeks because they had so many cases. So. Wow. Um, uh, but yeah, getting back to the pandemic, I mean, that's one of the cool things is, and I hope businesses see that like you can give your employees like let them work from home every you know a couple days a week. It's it's not going to kill your business. You don't need. I mean, it's good to have offices and people mingling. I think that there's value in that too, but. It doesn't have to be, you know, nine to five or eight to five, whatever it be. All Dude, the time. we, and I'll never forget this because, like, my, the company I worked for, not the one I'm with now, not Axelrad, the radio stations, they were so, they're so hardcore, like 8 30 to 5 30 every day. Yeah. If it snowed, you better get your ass to work. I, to the point where the one it was March of 2017, I think it snowed two feet here. I had a Honda Accord. I mean, the snow was like 
up to the window. Like I wasn't like the 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 city I lived in was under like they, they under lockdown. They're like, you know, don't leave. Yeah. State of emergencies type shit. My boss, like, so I had like the GM, but the boss that I like, like my sales manager, also he had a Jeep, four wheel drive vehicle. He's like, staff, stay home. Don't, don't worry about it. There's two feet of snow outside. You're not going. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't. Yeah. After it was all said and done, like a week later, we get a uh, uh, a memo note from ownership saying, you know, you will be charged a vacation day. If you did not come to work that day, uh, those, those of you who you know did come to work, thank you. Uh, here's like a twenty five dollar gift card to Garrity's or some shit like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I laughed. I'm like, is this for real? Yeah. And what's like, the point of that? Like, you know, there's no point other than like trying to keep your. Is it to purposely make their employees miserable? It has to be because, like, like I, hey, I mean, just in case you thought you were working somewhere that you liked, no, we don't give no, a. F we don't job. like you. Yeah, I mean, like we worked like we're salespeople. Like our our majority of our business comes from the local people. So even if I got to work, yeah, who am I got to call Paul, who's right. out, out plowing his. his yeah, yeah, you're selling into it's. It was it's a it was amazing. It was the craziest thing. I, I all I could do was laugh. And I'm like, this is the, like, you know what? Because it was like, oh, well, what are we supposed to do for the people who actually, you know, came into work? All right, here's an idea. Here's here's a mind blowing idea. Give them an extra day of vacation. Yeah, reverse it. You know, there it there is. There it is. Like, I, I don't understand. This is crazy. And I, what was really done that day? Yeah, nothing. It, it's it, nothing. That's what I'm. The only thing I hope is that the pandemic made. Companies realize there's even some benefit to letting people like, you know, turn the lights off on a Friday. You know what I mean? Just keep the place empty. You'll, you'll, you'll still survive. The company will, will still be making its money. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, like, um, you know, the studies that have been done, but they're saying that some people are more productive at home. I, I don't think I could be one of them. Yeah. Well, um, especially with the three year old well right. exactly because i mean that's what was tough for me going through you know i was required to work and well we had our kids our kids are at school age so you try oh, yeah for, like, I, I i pretty much did nothing for like for yeah. four months was tough you know <laughs> but that, and because uh, my son he's in second grade my older one she could handle her own stuff for the most part but he's in second grade I had trouble logging in and doing the stuff that they wanted him to do. Right. I, it was tough for, for those kids. I mean, as soon as, and my school district waited, they didn't make it like he was going back to two days. I guess it was late November, but they didn't go back for like full time until like February or something. So yeah, that's just a long time. Yeah. My kids daycare opened up, uh, middle of june when i had to go back to work which was kind of good because it just I, I don't know what my my job would not have allowed me to you know stay home yeah this past june you mean or last june last june oh okay. june june 2020 yeah wow that's that's good that's a that's a shout out to that daycare I mean. yeah i mean they 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 put all new like air filtration systems in they were they weren't they were Shout out ABC Kitty Campus at Pittston. Um, well, you know that 
I, with the pandemic stuff, and I, I found it was so interesting to see how, like in our local school district, it became a very political issue. Everywhere. And I don't understand it because to me, it's a social issue. You know, like there are some people who can afford to just stay home and they have the, the kind of jobs that allow that and where they have grandparents that can help out with the kids, whatever it be. Sure. And then there's, there's some people like they they need to be at, out of the house. They can't do that. And they can't leave their kids alone. And it, I never understood though, how it became like, well, I'm anti-mask, you know, so I'm, I'm a Republic. I I'll go with the Republicans with this one or, or I'm, I'm all about masks. We should wear them everywhere and all the time, even when we're with our wives. So I'm a Democrat. Like yeah. it just baffled me that this became an issue that became politicized. I don't know. It's amazing. It really is. Um, I don't want to get into politics. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. And, and, and I, I mean, I don't I, either. I mean, cause I, 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 I see sides from, both. I try to be pretty open mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I was, you know, I was raised to have a, a different view with them. Like, you know, when it comes to so- social programs, like, like I said, my dad had to quit uh, his bar to go get a job so he could have insurance to save my brother's life. Yeah. His opinion for that was like, that's, that's why we need those things. You know? Like, yeah. Okay, and I, have, for that. Like, I have no doubt that you and I could have a, uh, an educated, um, thoughtful conversation about right. it, but people don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, so, we're more divided now, I think, than we were ever before. I mean, it's... We are, and I, part of it's just like people love fighting, and they want, like, we treat... Everybody wants to just be right, you know? Like, yeah. they don't... Like, like, you could have a problem, and there's solutions to it. And then there's being right about the problem and people would rather be right than have the problem get solved. I mm-hmm. think. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, absolutely. They'd rather say, I, I told you like the reason that exists is exactly how I said it. Uh, I told you, you were wrong. Yeah. But the problem to it. Yeah. Who cares? I just want to be right. Like, and yep. that's just where we're at for everybody. And it, it's really sad. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, we're so tribal too. It's like if you're not on my side, you're you're the enemy. And it's like we are with it. We have to. Why do we have to pick sides? Why can't we just talk about what's beneficial on this point of view and beneficial what's on this point of view and meet in the fucking middle? Because it's just it's just nobody's meeting. Nope. 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 Yeah, there, there's the common ground is is a bad word anymore, (laughs) and that's just like sad. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at least we all love beards. So. We love beards. My wife loves beard. Uh, thank and you. I'll, I'll admit, I have, like, whenever, when I had, when I did that shave, I said to my wife, I'm like, I, I have a very punchable face now. Like, beard on, I look totally different. I, like, I've done bike fests and stuff, and I can blend right in. It's nice. <laughs> but you don't have a beard, I, they wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I had, I had friends who uh, worked in uh, the medical field. So they, when this all happened with COVID back, you know, last year, um, 
everyone thought that, you know, you had that with well, these masks and that was tight to your face. So my friends who were doctors and, and working in the medical field that like they had to shave their face. And I'm like, this is terrible. Like if, if COVID did anything terrible, it was just it forced people to shave their face to wear masks because like, yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. I one friend. Oh my God. We, we would Sorry, all jump I on. The, I missed a marketing opportunity there. Yeah. For all those people growing it back once they sh- they shaved it. Yeah, man. I had like we were on like a Zoom call. Like I have uh, like like five like close friends that were like we're always in, you know same group uh, chat. We were doing Zoom calls when you know we were all locked down, and it was ones in Colorado, ones in Pittsburgh. There's three of us here. One was in Hershey, um, and the guy that was in Hershey, uh, yeah, he had to shave his face, and I'm like, dude, you look ridiculous. Do not ever do this again. It's so bad. <laughs> It was so bad. Yeah, it definitely like a beard is like I've I've always said. What's cool about it is you can, as a man, we don't have makeup. We don't, you know, we're not dyeing our hair crazy colors or anything. It's it's our best form of expression for us, right? Um, and I'm not like, you know, I you can just even if you have like a a weekend you let some stubble go i mean it's nice to just like i've always been about our products you know yes it's cool when we have guys with five foot long beards using it but like if you're just you know one inch half an inch that our stuff works for you too so yeah it's a great product like i said i like this is this is old. The packaging is probably newer. So uh, Paul did not just send me this recently so that I could uh, hold it up on this podcast. Uh, actually, I don't even know if I, I assume I got it from your website, but I didn't. You know, I thought about that. I was like, I should really send him some before the the show. But then I mean, I'm if like, you want, if you want to send me some for after, that's fine too. I, I will send you some for after <laughs> and a shirt too. I actually, I got it. I have a shirt. It's somewhere. Um, You're not a motorcyclist, are you? I'm not. Um, No, don't don't the beard fool you. For me, the reason I have a beard is because um, as I got older, I my face kind of filled out, gained some weight, and so the beard really for me hides the fact that I don't have a strong jawline. Hmm. So I can really. It really does help with that, yeah. I mean, it creates the it, it, it creates the jawline for me, so that's why I have a beard. I I literally am like I hope I never have to shave because I'm kind of scared what to to know what I would look like because I, I can just feel I don't there's not enough. Yeah. Now, would you agree that it, there's definitely not the same stigma though that there was maybe even five years ago with beards? Like the stigma I, being what? Like I used to go to a like a checkout at a store, and you would get treated just a little differently sometimes based on having a beard. Like better or worse? Worse, worse, worse. Like, See, more no. Like I don't. Maybe with me, I had a pretty really long one, and like See, I said, I've never, yeah, I've big, never. So I think I maybe I was intimidating, or but. But I don't think that's the case as much anymore. I think people are pretty. It's not, and I, I'm worried about the 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 day that they kind of disappear because I'm not shaving mine off. Because I remember, like, I feel like when my dad he also passed away uh, a long, well, 
15, 16 years ago. He had a beard, but like beards were not cool. Like, like you, you, you knew he was a dad. Like, oh, you have a beard. You grew up in the seventies. Like, yeah. Like you're, you're, we get that. Like, but like that's not cool anymore. But you can do that because you're a dad and whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. Now it's it. So you're you I you like me. I fear that like late nineties, early aughts. You know when Backstreet Boys were the thing and everybody had the short. I mean, my first, my first. Uh, that comes back, man. We gotta look out. Well, you know what? Going back to like my father and what I just said about him, I think we'll be okay because we'll be at that point where like, oh, well, you're dad, so it's okay for you. No, 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 Johnny, you got to keep your cool cred though. You, you still uh, cool cred. Uh, maybe you don't care so much. Yeah, I yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe, but at some point you don't worry about it. My, I mean, my 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 first experiments uh, with uh, facial hair. Um, I mean, I had the small small goatee, but I also had that chin strap. Oh, from the chin strap. Yeah, yes. I was in high school, or maybe early just college, rather. <laughs> uh, yeah, the chin strap. And looking back on that, that was not. Uh, I look back at that now. I don't know if it's because I'm older, and I look back and be like that's looks terrible. So I was a soul patch guy. Okay. Oh, okay. I never did that. Maybe a little too long. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, the I was a big fan of the Afghan wigs, and Greg Dooley had one, and I was like, oh, that I'm going to grow that. Okay. It'll be just as cool. And, <laughs> and I don't think it no, will. No, no, it's not ever as cool as you think it is. No. But so, where can people find you on on, on the internet? Um, I want so, people to I want people to go visit Bluebeards. I want people to who have beards, or if you're uh, if you're married to a man who has a beard, you got to get some of this product. Yeah, I mean that's oddly enough. Like I I can't just market to men because a lot of women will buy our stuff for as a gift or just yep. hint to their husbands or boyfriends or brothers and, you know, dads like, Hey, you need, you need something. Um, you can get uh www.bluebeardsoriginal.com. Um, we're on Facebook, just search Bluebeards original. We're on Instagram. Uh, we are on Twitter. I don't tweet enough, I guess. <laughs> I'm not a big Instagram. It, it's it, like I said, it's, it's very, it's a whole new world of marketing. Uh, if anybody out there wants to, uh, you know, help promote our product, I'm happy to, to, to work with you. So, you know, maybe you have some listeners that, that, uh, are influencers and we can hook them up with some stuff too. And I don't think you ever answered the question. I, I, uh, you, you said you quit your job. Are you doing Bluebeards full time? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Making that big money. more more than ever though. Honestly, like I'm probably no, no, no. It's a lot of work. I right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's uh no, it's nuts. Like yeah, I'm right now. I'm, that's like, awesome though. That's awesome. It's great. Yeah, it is. It like I said, it it's awesome. Um, I'm not around the kids as much as I wish because I'm really cracking at it right now, trying. But um, it's uh, it, it's the cool thing about being a business owner is you, you kind of become a jack of all trades. Like I understand things that I probably like logistical things, shipping, uh, how to build websites and this and that. Like you, you can't, I mean, you know, from running this show, it, it, you, you got to be skills that you just have to learn to keep it going. Yeah. And get it going. So, um, you know how that translates into other things. I don't know, but, but for running a business, it works. Okay. Yeah. 
That's great, but, man. That's, that's awesome. I, I always love uh, hearing I appreciate the- your show. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's crazy how things turn out. You know, you wouldn't have this without other things happening, like 24 hour Christmas radio station. Yeah. Yeah. Is that really what happened? Does that still exist like that? Yeah. So, well, the, the, here's what happened. So I, it was, so that station for anyone who cares, um, the station, the frequency is 92.1. It's been a variety of different things over the years, but it was, it was, they flipped it. I think it was 2010 to just FM 921. Then they kind of branded it as Fuzz 92.1, which is when I came on board. So like the station was just, it was, it was new music. It was alternative. It was stuff that the top 40 stations weren't playing. It was something I loved. Like, so like when that station launched, I was at the weekender, which was a weekly entertainment publication. So I always felt like the, that radio station was like the radio, um, version of this print product, but the print and radio were, were competitors. They were owned by different companies. So when the weekend was falling apart, I jumped ship, went to the radio stations, uh, working for fuzz 921. That was for, uh, 13 through 17. So four years, it was fuzz 921. And then they, they just renamed it to alt ninety two one. We got a new program director who came in from Detroit. I was talking to him at lunch one day, said, you know, I was talking to him about like, you know, the local music in the area, how great I thought it was, yada, yada, yada. He's like, oh, I had a radio station or a local radio show in Detroit. I said, I was, I tried getting that to happen here, but they looked at me like I had three heads and, you know, I just, whatever. He said, well, let's do it. I said, yeah, let's do it. Who can we get to host the show? He goes, you. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea what it is to be on the radio. I can barely talk to someone face to face, let alone be on the radio. He's like, yeah, you'll figure it out. So yeah, did the radio show for three years. And I felt like and there was another show in the market that also was doing local music, but like they were really focused in, on the stuff that was like cool 20 years ago. Yeah. There was like a segment of, of the market that like never saw the light of day. And I really am confident when I say this, like I really, you know, shine a light on those people. And there's definitely a void since that show that I hosted is over. But going back to what you said, so November of 2020, they decided they want to change the station again. They don't want to be an alternative station. They want to appeal more to women because uh, I'm sure you're familiar. Um, agencies and all those kind of people think that the only people that do any shopping are women. So they want to reach women who are listening to the radio, which I still think is bullshit because I don't know how you are, but I am at the grocery store more than my wife is. Oh yeah, I love groceries. It's it's like Zen for me. Well, not just that, but like we're both out of the house. We both work. We're both we're partners. It's not like she's at home. Yeah, that, you know, that's with nothing to do. Yeah. So whatever, they want to appeal more to women. So they flip the format. Now it's like they call it uh, Q ninety two one, and it's nineties and now. Uh, they want to target women. So they said the show's on hiatus. So I said, okay, I know what that means. And you'll know what this means too. Cause you'll appreciate it. Them telling me that is like you telling your kids, like we'll see, or 
in a minute or like, you know, like, you know, maybe, you know, I, I know what that means. Like you're just kind of like push me off to <laughs> the side because you don't want to hear me, you know, cry. But yeah, so if that didn't happen though, I wouldn't be doing this because it would have been a conflict of interest. Uh, I do miss. When I met show. you, were you working for doing that or no? No. Obviously. So here's a funny story, dude. <laughs> so when I met you in 2014 uh, in Atlantic City, I had a boss that came in. He was a director of sales or whatever he was, and um, his name, ironically, was also Paul. Um, he came in, and I had met him in, in a past life. Uh, and he was just not a, not a stand-up guy, so to speak. Gotcha. And so he came in, like they were saying they were going to hire him. I'm like, that's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> this is a bad idea. Again, looked at me like, who are you? Like, we're going to yeah. do what we want to do. Hired the guy. He was like this, he's a nice guy. He had good ideas, but he's also a drunk. He can never stay out of his own way. And he eventually got fired because he came to work one day drunk and he also disappeared for five days, probably on a bender. Mm. Anyways, so he came in and he wanted to like, you know, shape things up. And he said to me, he goes, John, um, uh, the handbook for the company says that every employee must be either clean shaven or very you know, trimmed and, and, you know, well-groomed at the time I had a beard that was much bigger than this. And like when my beard grows out, it gets really kind of stringy. I can only grow my beard to a certain point before it gets really like, it's just not good. It doesn't lay down. well. Yeah. It just, it's, it's like I said, it just, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's not even like, I can't even use a beard product to keep it like together just because it just, the way it grows. Long story short, it was right before I left for AC Beer Fest. And he sat me down in his office and he's like, you know, you either need to like shave it or trim it down significantly. So I'm I'm driving AC. I'm in the backseat of my friend's car. I had this whole campaign in my head. Like, you know, we're going to save Johnny Popko's beard and we're going to raise, in, in doing so, we're going to raise money for a great cause. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to tell this guy to go fuck himself and I'm going to raise a bunch of money for a great cause and, and kind of embarrass him. Right. That was my goal. So I came back home. He said to me, he's like, I guess you're not going to, you know, trim it or whatever. And I said, no, he said, okay. Shortly after that, he was fired anyways, but like I was ready to go to war. I'm like, I will raise a ton of money to save this beer. Cause like at the time, cause yeah. he had no idea who I was and not that I'm anybody. I'm really not anybody. So anybody listening to this thinks I'm somebody I'm not, but I had a, you know, I was Johnny weekender. People knew who I was. Yeah. People, I, people would find that to be bullshit when you're working for a classic rock station and all. Yeah. To make you shave. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm not doing that. So, but it's really funny because I was going, I went to AC and, uh, the whole ride there, I'm like, how the, how am I going to do this? Because I'm not shaving my beard. And not only because like I don't want to, but also principle. I'm like, this is my beard has no uh, does not dictate how I sell. Yeah, you know. So, and then you found us. So there you go. I found you. Me and my buddy Matt. Shout out Matt Valeski. We we took our photo in front of your booth. We appeared on your uh, Facebook. Uh, maybe, maybe we helped save that beard. Even <laughs> yeah. I, 
I got to brush that. I got I to brush that weekend. I got a t-shirt. I got. You want to hear a crazy story? Sure. So, during that, I, we went twice. We did it two years. The first year we went, the, and we only did it twice because the second year, um, the organizers, which were really nice people, but they had no security the second night. They said, it, in the first year we packed up everything that, and then like put it away. They promised that we would have security if we wanted to keep our stuff there overnight. I came back. I my products were all gone. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so I, you know, that happens. I, I filed a police report, but it's Atlantic City. I mean, you know, no one, no one died. So yeah, what are you do? Uh, that's that's weird. Yeah, I mean, like I know the the guy who puts that on. Yeah, yeah. It 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 was like I don't know, like. They maybe there was some miscommunication, but they were like, "Yeah, you can you can put that like leave it overnight, and yeah. we'll have security." And then yeah, the next day it was already like I don't know if it got thrown out or whatever. But anyway, uh, there was so the first year this girl comes up and she is like really trashed. I mean, it, there's a lot of that at that that event, but this girl was like barely standing. And she was telling us how she was trying to get back with her boyfriend and he has a beard and, and she kept asking how much the beard saver cost. And, and I think I just gave her one at, at, by the end. And I was just like, here, just take it. Like, Oh yeah. Go away. Go away. <laughs> the following year, this was like, this was like a storybook ending. The same girl comes up to our booth, but she's soberish, but she's got her boyfriend with her. And she says they're engaged and that he loved the beard saver so much. <laughs> they got back together. I'm not kidding. That's what she said. And I was like, wow, that's like the, the awesomest story I could ever hear about with my products involved. Blue beards does not only save beards, <laughs> it also saves relationships. It really does. And I mean, you gotta, I, so I do have a question. Like, do you use beard oils too, or? So I I I, I stopped because um, I was before I worked in the job I work in now. I was wearing a suit and tie to work every day, so I didn't want to get the oil right right uh, on the, the collar Which is of my shirt. One of the nice things with the beard saver, it blends yes. in really. Nice. It blends in really nice. I know, I mean I we make an oil, um, and it, it's it's really. It's super small batch made. I mean, this stuff, and we worked on the formula, everything, and it's natural. But um, I myself, I and I use it sometimes, but a lot of times I go with the saver because it doesn't get on my shirt, right. which is like key to me. I'm amazed that so many people like have so many oils because it, it just for me it's a little messy. Sometimes, yeah, it gets too. It, yeah, it's too messy. And then I feel like you added some new products to your line, and then I'll let you go because I've, I've already kept you longer right. than I wanted to. But the um, was it a sea scrub? Yeah, we wanted some stuff to just like focus on men's uh, skin too. So tr tr trying to branch out a little further from just beards, you yeah. know. Um, and that's gotten some really positive uh, feedback. I'll send you some of that too. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, that, that what we good. should do? I mean, for Anybody who makes it through, this has been a marathon talk. I'm sorry. I, you know, the, the comedy here was, I said to my wife, who helped me find the company, uh, I said, 
I said, I, you know, I thought we, I was going to talk to this guy for about 10, 15 minutes, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm watching all the podcasts. A lot of these are over an hour. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean, it work. We, we could have done it in 10 minutes. We, you could have came on. You said, all right, I have, I founded this and oh five and I have this, this, that other thing. That's a wrap. And yeah. you kind of did that. You kind of did that. I'm like, okay, so that's it. And then I kind yeah. of opened you up a little bit, but like I, that's, that's your job. You're good. Well, the, the goal of this whole thing is I want people to, you know, see you and, and, and you're, you're a real person and just talk about how, how it all started. Just this is real last conversation. We talk about whatever we want to, uh, obviously the, the focus, the focus is on, you know, the, no, and that, that it's a really cool format. And I mean, I'm just honored you'd even have me cause I was, dude, I'm so happy you reached out. Like, you have no these, idea. Like, awesome musicians and stuff and i'm like i'm not a musician you know <laughs> i'm just uh i'm just a beard guy as i've been i mean my friends call me the beard guy you know yeah. so uh it, it's very cool but i wanted to say too i'm gonna put up a promo uh to for a discount code for your listeners we'll, we'll cool. call it popco and uh you know maybe like uh 15 off anybody who listens to the show and you know if, if uh they want to save on on the website Hell yeah. That's awesome. And then, yeah, get that to me earlier. Cause I'll, I'll put that in like the description when I post this, it might not be until next week, but yeah. The holidays is coming up. I understand. Yeah. This is not time sensitive too. And I'm still waiting. I got I have one coming up soon as well. So it's my, okay, like, cool. But yeah, yeah, we're not, it's not time sensitive. I just want, I wanted to talk about, you know, your business and yeah. And uh, all that kind of stuff. And like I said, I mean, the focus is usually music, but I want to talk to people and learn about how they started you know, cool well, I, th- I think more than ever, it's huge. Like that's a big, important thing because just like local musicians, because I mean, Philly's been always terrible at supporting local musicians. If you ask me, but it could be there's not enough venues that that accept them and stuff. And I, it's probably similar in your region. You know, it's it's always hard for musicians yeah. to get their word out there. And the same thing with businesses. I mean, we have so many corporate like targets and everybody else move in. If you have something local and, uh, you know, support it. But if Target approached you and said, hey, Paul, we want Bluebeard's original in our stores, would you do We it? actually have been. And we okay. Been, uh, yeah, we've turned down major stores cool. because, uh, one, they, they just ask a lot. They want sure. tons of product. We don't produce that level to cover that. And... If we did, I think the quality would be affected. Sure. Yeah. We have a lot of high, we have like a lot of higher end barbershops that carry us. They don't want to see our product in Target. You know, sure. if we, we we're really committed to those whole, those customers that sell, or that resell us. And I know Target wants it to margins down, down, down. Right. And then, you know what? Uh, and I've seen this. You end up in Christmas tree shop, you know, so, <laughs> selling your your uh, your your stuff for two dollars a bottle or whatever. You know, yeah. just trying to liquidate it. So yeah, that's how that works. But <laughs> that's cool. Thanks, Dan, for having me on, dude. I mean, it's so awesome to hear that you know you st- you started this in your home, and it, you know what's funny too. You said a, a cottage, um, a cottage industry, and I'm like, I was gonna write back. I'm like, oh, what now? I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I don't think he could have uh, did a typo that bad. Maybe I should just do some research. And Google is available to us. So I typed in it. I'm like, holy shit, this is a, a, a real term. 
Oh, you never heard the term? No, never heard of it. Cottage <laughs> industry. And it's basically just someone that uh, starts a business in their home. Yeah. Yeah. Learn yeah. something new every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You're a cottage podcaster. There you go. There you go. In my <laughs> home. In my home. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much. It's so cool to to you know have met you seven years ago, and you know at that time. Maybe we can meet again at some events at some time. Yeah, man. You're saying like Bethlehem. Like Bethlehem is probably you know maybe halfway or or ish. You should go. It should be a good show. Yeah, but I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Uh, It sounds like things are going great. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. We'll see you.